Hey, welcome everybody to Beyond the Pew. Welcome. Pastor it's a good Eric, Sunday. Pastor Eric Gill. Not a Sunday. It's not a Sunday. He said this is a good Sunday. It's not a Sunday. Um, we typically aren't recording on Sunday. On Sunday, no. But maybe you're watching it on a Sunday. Um, so maybe it is a good Sunday for that person. But it's a good Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. Uh, this comes big out day today. on Fridays. It is a big day today. Yeah, what is yeah. happening today? Um, well, there's a lot of things happening today on Thursday, but one that everybody's probably really excited about is the uh, start of the Super Bowl run of the Buffalo Bills in 2022-2023. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, it's an exciting time. They play the defending Super Bowl champs. I'm not thrilled that they're on the road against the defending champs um, on a Thursday night game to start the season off, but I expect big things tonight from the wow. Bills. So listen, I'm not wishing anything on him, but you're banking your entire thing on Josh Allen. No, I'm banking it on the entire team. So if Josh Allen gets hurt tonight, tonight, yeah, and he's out for the season, yep, will you be as confident that this is a Super Bowl run? No, no, okay. but I don't think any team. You could say that about any team in the league. You can say that about the Browns. The, you could say that about the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, then they're not going to the Super Bowl. You could say that about the Ravens. If Lamar Jackson gets hurt, they ain't winning. You could say that about nah. the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Tom yeah, Brady's not playing, yeah, we're talking about Josh Allen today. You, yeah, Finally, the respect. It. You're giving Josh Allen the respect. No, I'm not doing. giving him the, the respect. That, I'm just saying the fact that we just that he, talked about Tom Brady, fact, Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. We're talking about Josh Allen. You're yeah, right. because Josh Allen's it's a the big guy. Deal. It's the guy who's on your team. So yes. if he gets removed today, yeah, it would, I just said it would be the same as any team if their uh, star well. quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback, who's the MVP favorite, is eliminated from the team. Then yes, the team's prospects of winning. That's common sense. It's, yeah. Well, you better be praying on your knees. For him, for his no, health. It's just, it's just football, Eric. It's uh, just, just football. football. You don't care about it? I didn't say I don't care about no. it, but I just it's just football. It's football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're looking. Is that a new hat? No, it's not a new You've hat. You've had that hat. I have worn every week. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard a rumor that there's a way you can stretch hats. There is. To make them fit your head. If it, Listen, your if you are watching, if you're listening, and you have a, a bigger head like me, yeah. uh, there are ways that you can stretch a hat. I didn't do it with this one because this one came at a what perfect size. size. Uh, this is seven, and then a seven, and then a, a stick, and then an eight. <laughs> a stick. Yeah. So it's seven and seven eights. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, okay. uh, but there are other hats out there that they don't fit, so you got to get creative. So hats that have sizes like small, medium, medium XL, medium, large. XSL. XL, double XL. Double XL, yeah. That's a hat yeah. right there. That's nice. It's like a little... Yeah. Like, Listen, you almost you, like a tent. I don't know where you're going with this. I didn't choose to have a big <laughs> no. hat, a big head like no. that. I, you take it up to God. Uh, yeah, well, you, I don't really care. Uh, I was just casking. Yeah. I was just uh, asking the question. Yeah, well, that's just good. The well, today I'm asking the question. Why don't you start yeah. by telling them the the number that if they have any question, what number did they text? Yeah, you can text three three zero three three one six four five three. So if you have questions, three three zero three three one six four five three. I mentioned I think it was by episode thirty seven we were gonna have you share this. Today is episode Eric Dino. Uh today's episode nineteen. Nineteen, you're right. And if you watched last week, you thought it was episode seventeen. I was like, Eric, it was episode eighteen. You're like, no. Because well, last week 18? was a special edition, so yeah. technically it would have been at seventeen. That makes no sense. Well, nope. Doesn't make yeah, any makes sense. sense. Well, tell me this, yeah. riddle me this. Why does King David's being called a man after God's own heart even after his sin with Bathsheba teach us about God's forgiveness. You weren't ready. <laughs> You're just jumping right yep. in. I mean, <laughs> wow. You were okay. not ready. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, what does da King David being called a man after God's own heart? 
even after his sin after with Bathsheba. Spell Bathsheba. I could spell Bathsheba. Okay, go ahead. B a t h s h e b a. Nice. But what does that have to do with him being called a man after God's own heart after his sin with? What does it tell us about God's forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. I, obviously, God is a forgiving God, right? So yeah. from the Old Testament and New Testament, we see that God is gracious and forgiving. Um, and I think that there's no difference there when we see how God interacted with uh, folks um, in the Old Testament as he does through Christ in the New Testament. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if God were not a forgiving and gracious God, no one could be saved. Yeah. Um, and obviously the... You know, the agent, if you will, that God used for that forgiveness would be through Christ, uh, Jesus as the sacrificial lamb of God. But yeah, with David, um, we're told a lot about David as far as some of David's sins in the Old Testament. And the fact that God would reference David as a man after God's own heart um, tells us a lot about David and and how David really did fear God and wanted to serve God. And we see Mm -hmm. that throughout David's Mm -hmm. life. But it's also a good and constant reminder that you know, man, sinful man, will not be perfect. And yeah. He's not going to be yeah. entirely holy as God is holy yeah. this side of eternity because we are sinful. Um, but uh, again, this speaks of God. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know if we've shared this on the podcast before, but it makes me think of Jonah. Um, or I don't know if we've shared in Jonah at the end of the book of Jonah. When I think God, we did. Did but, we share it on the podcast? Yeah, but you can share again. Well, it's so at, good. The end of, <clears throat> at the end of the book of Jonah, Jonah's upset about God not destroying Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And Jonah was a prophet in the Old Testament who knew God, right? And it was a it was a relationship that Jonah had with God where Jonah would bring forth the word of God. Sometimes it would be uh, foretelling of judgment coming. Sometimes it was foretelling of preaching God's standard and God's commands. Uh, but at the end of the book of Jonah, Jonah's upset that God didn't destroy Nineveh. Yeah, And he says, I knew you were a gracious and loving God. Um, slow to anger and abounding in love. And that was the God of the Old Testament that Jonah knew. So the character of God has always been one of of love, forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Um, But the Old Testament seems to magnify more the judgment of God, the wrath of God, the holiness of God, Mm -hmm. which is also entirely true present day of of the Lord, right? So I think the danger is we tend to look at things through a particular lens as though God has changed. He's yeah, not changed. No. So that's entirely consistent. Yeah. And I think with David too, like it's it's important to recognize that even though he has short comments and even though he had failures and made very poor decisions, uh, you can see his heart of pursuing God. I mean, I think one of my favorite psalms is uh, where he says, "Teach me, O God, your uh, teach me, O God, your way, so that I may know your truth." Yeah. And then he says, "Unite my heart." so that I can fear your name. And like that is throughout the Psalms, you can see his heart towards God, where he's pleading for God to help him to, where where he's pleading to God to teach him his way, where he wants to be delighted on the Lord, where he wants to uh, do all of these things so that he can honor God with his life, despite of the mistakes and shortcoming. And so in one sense, you have God's forgiveness, but on the other end, you have David not just staying ill and just like okay i'm receiving the forgiveness i'm good no he's like i've been forgiven but i have to also do what i need to do to live in a way that honors such forgiveness sure i mean from david's from the time david was very young when we're first introduced to david in his you know battle with goliath and his confidence in the lord he was concerned about the name of the lord right he was concerned about um the glory that was due to the to the god of israel 
he trusted in God. His confidence was in the Lord. And when he was facing Goliath, he said, the Lord that delivered me out of the, the mouth of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from you. You know, you've defied the, the, uh, the armies of the living God. So David had a heart for the Lord out of a desire to defend yeah. the name of the Lord from a very young age. You see yeah. that continue. But again, it's a reminder, no matter how, quote unquote, great in the eyes of man, an individual is, yeah. um, all of us are still in need of forgiveness through yeah. Christ because we all fall short, yeah. even David. Yeah, in so. the example of David, too, forgiveness allows us then to move forward in a way of honoring uh, God. Yeah. Uh, with that, Pastor Bruce, Reverend uh, Bishop, because uh, you're an older too, uh, what was your first car, and how often, car. how often will they break down? You probably had like a Mercedes. No, stop. Yeah, I yeah. had my first ever vehicle was a 1988 Honda Accord, oh. and it was gray. And um, I am not a musically inclined person, but it had a sticker on the back window that said the Juilliard School, which was for like people who are very accomplished with music. And I just kept it on there. I didn't take it off, uh, which was kind of funny because people would see it. And they'd be like, oh, Julia. I'm like, nope, I don't do anything musical. And uh, <laughs> But it had uh, the claim to fame with my 1988 Honda Accord, gray Honda Accord. I think when I bought it, it had close to 200,000 miles on it. But it had these cool flip-up lights. Like you'd, you'd flip a button and the lights would like flip up in the front what? you would you and would so i was how often were you driving just turn it off and on just so that you yeah people well when that. it was dark i had to because they were they were the headlights so yeah, I had yeah to but turn like them on. Yeah. but like during the day but, uh, <laughs> yeah i would i would yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah just to have them up there it wouldn't even be how many times you did that picking up shoshana well shoshana being your wife by the way if you're if you don't know who shoshana is yes my wife shoshana yeah um we dated in high school yeah so initially i was only 15 and she was 16 when we did so she used to have to pick me up oh <laughs> but, uh, does she still pick you up no um i always drive um it's a little pet peeve of mine i i don't like being driven around i just wow. don't i don't i don't like really being why is around. that you don't trust her no it's not that i don't it has nothing to do with trust it's just that i feel like i should be driving my wife around i feel like i'm the one who should be taking her so she doesn't have to concentrate. That's a way of serving her. Yes, and absolutely. Her and care for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Why is Remarkable. that? Why no. is there like a mocking tone to no, that? No, like, no. Don't I, you do the same for your wife? I exactly. I, I hope the, so. I, I hope the that you're of the well, but, but but wait. So if a husband doesn't do that to their wife, is that wrong? I didn't say that. Okay. Were you trying to create controversy? I'm not. I'm just. I'm asking saying for questions. me personally, as a husband, when I drive my wife, like for example, if we're going to the store and we're going to be. Going into the store, I will drive up to the door and say, honey, you want me to let you off here? And I'll go park the car. Um, and the same would be true if she wants to get picked up. If it's raining or whatever, I like to have her there and I'll come pick her up. I I'm not going to be standing and be like, hey, can you go grab the car and come around and pick me up? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Nor do I think any man should do that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So I, in that regard, if it's raining and a guy sends his wife out to get the car to pick him up, and not because he's physically handicapped, but just because he doesn't want to get wet and he wants her... That's a problem. Wow, for you're, me. You're, you're touching some sensitive. That's a problem for me. Sensitive nerve, right there. Yes. Uh, you, do you die on that hill? Absolutely. Okay. But anyhow, 1988 <laughs> Honda Accord. And how often uh, did it break down? Um, not that often. I was actually yeah. very fortunate, even though it was an old Honda Accord. Hondas run, man. Like yeah. they just, they just yeah, run. Yeah, they're a great and car. So, uh, I had that. I even had that and took it to college with me when I first went really? to college. Were you the coolest kid? Drove that at college. No. Um, yeah. Was it a 1988 Honda Accord? Yeah, it's a, it's a, re I went it's to a retro. I mean, at that point in time, it would have been 11 years. Vintage. 11-year-old. Yeah. What well, anyhow. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it did break down when I was in college, yeah. and so I ended up getting a new car when I was in college because yeah. of that. So. My first car was a 1998 uh, Toyota Corolla. Wow. Yeah. So nice. It was my grandma's car that she couldn't drive anymore, so she gave it to me, and I would drive it around. It was like uh, the old, boxy, uh, very small-looking car. Yeah, um, I know what they It was are. great, though. It was it was fast. Toyotas run too. Like yeah, I love run. it. And then I sold it into a Mitsubishi Lancer. Uh, got my, my that was my mom's car, but that car didn't break down. Oh, actually, it would only break down when I would crash, because I would crash a lot. Well, I don't know that we call that breaking down. That, yeah. that would be well, it was accident. broken down. Okay, literally. I think those are two different things. No, that they're it's literally broken. I don't think you understand. Like, no, I, I understand what breaking okay. down okay. is. I'm not okay. Well, you're you're making it <laughs> the same I'm thing. Making, oh, I, yeah, no, well, I, when I got an accident, it's a play on word, down. okay? Broken, like yeah. when you shatter, like yeah. The, you're the trying car. to do the Jeff Zimmerman humor. Right Listen, now. yeah, no, not working. no. Listen, this one is this one says it's for me, but I'm gonna ask. It's no, for it's you. for you. If no, it says I, for you. So I'm not gonna ask it. Go ahead. I'm gonna ask another one. So will we see God and the Holy Spirit in heaven? When I say I saw the vision of the Lord seated high and lifted up, was he actually seeing Christ in a physical form? I guess there are two questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, the the spirit is spirit. Um, and so, and it says that God, God the Father is spirit. So to say, will we see um, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit um, are not in physical form. Mm -hmm. um, so when someone asks where we see them, it's not as though like people are going to see there's the outline of God the Father and he has a big beard and he's sitting on the throne. Um, the Word of God doesn't define or, or give us a picture that God the Father or God the Holy Spirit would take a physical form. Christ, the incarnate Word of God, right, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, um, is uh, did take the the... <clears throat> um, appearance as a man and was in physical form, fully God, fully man. Mm -hmm. So we will see Jesus, um, and uh, we are promised that our faith will be made sight, and so yeah. we will be in the presence of the Lord. Um, what exactly is the is that going to look like? Well, the glory of God is defined in Scripture, or not defined, but described as you know, extremely bright. You know, in nature, um, God the Father. Um, and the presence of God is seen in the Old Testament scriptures where God was on the mountain speaking with Moses, but he was a, a consuming fire in a bush, right? And he was mm -hmm. speaking with Moses. It was God led them, um, the Israelites, out of Egypt, a pillar of, of yeah. fire and, and cloud of smoke. So, um, yeah, so the question of God the Father, God the Spirit uh, being present in heaven, certainly the, the triune God's presence will yeah. be there. But the only one that would have a physical form that we would see in a physical form would be the Lord Jesus. So you don't think that, you know, there's a lot of uh, artistic portrayal of, like, this massive figure without a face uh, and, like, sun and, like, light shining behind the back that illustrates God in heaven. You don't think that God will... Of a physical form of God? Physical form of God. You don't think God, no, the Father, God, will have... The Father cannot be consumed into a physical form. Um, you know, the Bible talks about God as spirit. And, yeah. and so that's, you know, God can dwell in, and he has, you know, shown up, um, like I said, when he was speaking with Moses, and he was uh, consuming fire in the bush. So when he said, when he <clears throat> says that they walk with God, what does that mean? Like The presence of God? Yeah, I mean, even when Adam Was Eve, God actually walking with two feet, or? 
Well, there, there's a... Or when a it says in, in Genesis that God was rooming in the garden. Yeah, and so, then... so theologically, there's two theological terms. I'm sure you know these terms. Uh, the terms that would refer to God having um, emotional characteristics that would be understandable to man and physical characteristics that would be known to man. You're an MDiv, so I'm sure you know those terms. No. no. Anthropopathism and anthropomorphism. So anthropopathism is this idea that there's emotional or or um, um, emotional attributes that are given to God that we would understand in human terms. Anthropopathism um, is, I'm sorry, papathism, pomorphism is like physical characteristics or traits that are attributed to God. Mm-hmm. And so when it talks about how the hand of God led them, well, that's not a literal hand, like a physical hand that came out of the thing that looks like yeah. my hand and like led them along. Or, Which again, there's a lot of like artistic demonstration of that, like a hand from having yes, reaching But the anthropomorph, I want to say the words right, anthropomorphism and anthropopathism. Pathism. You like this word. You want to. No, like, I, I don't know if I said it pro- correctly the first time. You're proud of yourself. But it's they're, big words. they're attributing those those to God. And so the the hand of God, for example, that leads someone, or when it talks about like the feet of God, or, you know, on the. You, those kind of things that mm-hmm. would be attributed to the Father, attributed to God, um, are things that are seen in Scripture that are not meant to be literal. Mm-hmm. Um, because literally, like I said, when God parted the Red Sea, it's like, oh, the hand of God parted the Red Sea. There wasn't a physical hand that like sliced through and no, it, it God parted the sea, but he didn't actually put his hands like this physically and do this. <laughs> um, so no, I, I don't think that you would that see would have that. Been, that would have been a sight. It would have been. It was a sight probably without, Regardless, without yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so That's good. That's yeah. good. So then the second part of the question uh, is uh, when I say I saw the vision of the Lord sitting in high and lift up was he actually seeing Christ in a physical form? Um, what What is the reference for that? Do you know? So it's the reference where I say, I'm guessing it's where I say I has a vision and God is saying, like he's saying, who would I send? Who would go from, from me to, to as, an, yeah. as a prophet or a messenger <clears throat> uh, of, of the news that he had wanted to share? And like I say, it's like, I'm not worth it. So he sends the angels to put like a coal in his mouth and now he's made clean and things like that. So I'm guessing that's the passage that they're referring to. Yeah. I, without knowing what passage is specifically referencing, it's hard to, to say what they're, yeah. what they're quoting. But if there's a reference to, you know the one I'm saying though, what you're referencing. Yes. I, I'm, but if, if there's a reference to seeing the Lord seated, like a physical form, then that would be a reference to the Lord Jesus. But if it's, if you know, I'd have to actually read that text. I don't know what text they're referencing specifically. I'm going to see as you're talking. I'm going to see if I can remember. Uh, Right here, it says, I'm going to read it to you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It says, in the the year that the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting up on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet. And we two he flew in one call to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with thongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, 
This has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sins anointed for. So I'm guessing that's the reference. From, yeah, if they're referencing that to the Lord. I mean, it says in the passages. Yeah, the but you wouldn't say that that's Christ who they saw. The Lord there. that was seated on the throne? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would want to read that whole section, but I would think that's referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. The Lord high and lifted up, the tr throne of his, train of his robe filled the temple. Um, but again, I, I'd hate to comment on, yeah. on that without actually... I think I will say, it. if I recall it being the passage, I will say he's, it's not Christ. That's referred to there? Yeah, referred yeah, to. I'd, I'd I want to read I will say it. it's God. Uh, yeah. But that, I hate commenting on Old Testament passages like Isaiah's prophesies without <laughs> prophecies without. Yeah, your boy say your boy say had a that. had a lot of experiences, good ones though, thankful, you, that we should be thankful for. What's your favorite book in What's your favorite verse in Isaiah? My favorite book in Isaiah? Yeah, or no, the favorite verse in Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah fifty three. Yeah, reference wow. to the Lord um, Jesus. Wow, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so with that. Yep. If God can can't be in the presence of so this person is saying if God can't be in the presence of sin, how did He walk in the garden with Adam and Eve after they sin? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I I don't think that we would say when God says He can't stand the presence of sin or sin in His presence, we're talking about the the throne of God, like the presence of God is holy. Um, same as when He referenced to Moses, "You're on holy ground." When Moses was standing before Him on the mountain. Um, we certainly wouldn't say that God's intolerance for sin or the fact that God would not tolerate sin would mean that God is not able to walk amongst us, be with us, because yeah. we see clearly Christ right, yeah. walked amongst sinners. We see the presence of God with the nation of Israel as the Lord um, in the Ark of the Covenant when His presence yeah. was with them with sinful priests that would come yeah. and offer sacrifice for sin. So the the idea that sin cannot be in the presence of God um, I think is is personified or magnified by the fact that heaven is going to be yeah. a place with the presence of God where there's zero sin, yeah. and that sin cannot be tolerated by God as far as in His um, in His glory. So there'll be yeah. no sinners that have not been forgiven by the blood of Christ in heaven. Mm -hmm. But certainly, it wouldn't be referring to the fact that God cannot dwell with man yeah. um, in a sense of. His presence with sinful man, because we see that starting in the garden, yeah. right, right after Adam and Eve sinned, the presence yeah. of God is still with them. Yeah, but that's not something that God, in His character, in His nature, in His being, tolerates. That's not something that God would would commit. That's not something that God would allow into His holy presence. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it certainly wouldn't be a reference to Him not being able to be amongst man. Yeah. Because He was. Yeah. So I think that's a misconception that we here growing up in church that we believe or we think about, yeah, God cannot be in the presence of sin. Yeah. And we don't often like stop and really think about what that implies sure. because it would imply then that God is not in this world if he's not in the presence of sin. I mean, sure. God being omnipresent, meaning everywhere at all times, then how could he possibly be on this broken world that where sin is, you know, Running free, sure. Or you think about in the, you know, and then we think about heaven, you know, which I have my personal view of like one of the reasons why in the Book of Revelation we're told that we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth, and it's part because right now you see that Satan has access to heaven. I mean, you look sure. at you look at Satan when he went and had a conversation with God, uh, as far as Job, right? When he was talking and referring sure. to, to to you know uh, God boasting about. 
job and saying, look, I, look at my servant and faithful. Satan went to his to, to heaven and interacted in the presence of, of, of uh, the angels and, and whatever. And so to think that God or to say that God is not capable of being in the presence of sin, I will say that that is that wouldn't be accurate. I will say, though, that God being holy cannot be in relation with sinners, which is why we need that we desperately need someone to intervene for us, which is Jesus sure. and the Holy Spirit. Uh, going back to Revelation, the reason why I believe we're going to need a new heaven is because we're going to need a heaven that there is no presence of sin, yep. where there is no way or access for someone, for Satan or saint to make their way there. Uh, but I will say that that that's something that we need to think about when, when we're uh, making statements like that. Can God really be in the sure. presence of sin? Well, in the book of Job in the Old Testament, it, it there seems to be a – there was like a consistency of – it talks about in Job chapter 1 that the that they would present themselves before the Lord, like Satan mm-hmm. included in that. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like there was a reporting going on that, that <laughs> God was – like listening, like okay, come on up, tell me what's. Good. I have no idea, but it's it's, like he, it if, sounds <laughs> like there was some kind of recognized, whether format or scheduled, yeah. whatever. But it says that there was a day when they were presenting themselves. Before if Satan the Lord. was in charge of a department of the government, which one would it be? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yes. Is Satan was in charge of the, <laughs> of the department of the government. I, I feel like the DMV. I have, I You're very had. funny today. You are very witty I'm, I'm today. Feeling it today. There's a lot yeah. of wit. Listen, last question. From that, Don't be hating because you're nervous about Josh Allen tonight. Listen, by the time I'm you guys nervous. listen to tomorrow, Friday, you would have, you know, check on Pastor Bruce. Please check on Pastor Bruce and Bishop Bruce, depending on the outcome who's of te- the game. Who's the team that you root for? I root for the Browns. Okay. Yeah. You, listen. I don't even need to say anything. Yeah, but I'm Go not ahead. here stating here ahead. saying that we're going to win the Super Bowl. You're seeing in, in, I said that they're favored to go to the Super Bowl, which are, they are. No, good for them. So I'm just every saying the year, fact. I'm just trying to say That's every year, and yet it's not every, every year. year they come short. It's not every year. They that was the case last year. Nope. They weren't favored last year to go they to the They weren't Super Bowl. favored last year. No. They okay. weren't. <laughs> Look <Okay>. it up. <laughs> well, let me, since you're so knowledgeable in sports. I didn't say it was If you had not become a pastor, what job would you have been? And we on and we end with that. If I was not a pastor, what job would you have then? It's a good question. Um, there were things I can. Reali- Here's what I want. I want. I want your realistic answer, and you're like, uh, you're like, what you wish you would have been. Well, I. I mean, realistically, I had thought about a number of different professions as far as when I was thinking about ministry and whether or not God would have me go into ministry. So yeah. I had thought about um, following my dad's footsteps, going into the Marine Corps, and then after the Marine Corps, going into law enforcement of some sort, which is what he did. Um, so that had been something on my mind that I had considered. Um, actually thought about uh, going to study to be an attorney, um, thinking about being a lawyer. Really? I did. I did. So, <laughs> um, so I thought about thought You would have been so obnoxious in that, in that, in that room, Corey. I would I will fear for the judge. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Eric. I cannot see. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I feel like a pretty calm person. Um, and then I, I, uh, so yeah, I, I had considered those as options. Um, I don't know why that's so funny. Why is that so funny? Just picturing you in the court, in the court of law, in the room. You know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Would you great. have been? Would you would want it? Did you want it to be like? 
for this, I don't know how it works, but like for the accused or the defendants? Prosecutor versus a defendant, yeah. or defense attorney. Yeah. I hadn't g- g- gotten that far. I just okay. had thought about taking up law, uh, okay. like law. But yeah. Uh, yeah. both law enforcement as far as Marine So Corps, now you're taking law the law of God. Then thought about, well, um, <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. See, you're funny. No, you're, no, listen, the, best, just, the best jokes are when you can laugh at your own jokes because no one else is, and you think they're hilarious. I which think is they're funny. I'm in a mood today. Yeah. yeah, it's a good can day. Can you imagine listen, the I'm humor? Excited. If it was just you and Jeff Zimmerman on here, the amount of personal humor that would be going on between it the two be of a, you. It would be a comedy. You guys would be laughing don't at be hating just because. Be don't be hating just because time. today you were nervous about the bills. I'm not nervous. Don't build. Don't, I, don't, don't make this about, you know, we're, today's a good yeah. day. Well, I'm really hoping I play well tonight. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope I, I, I'm hope glad, I play. You know, I hope I'm on my game on the day that the Lord has. Yeah. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. I hope I play well tonight. And I'm rejoicing. I'm really nervous about my But listen, so you police officer. What am I nervous about? And what else you said? I told you, uh, attorney. Attorney, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so yeah. law in general was yeah. something I was looking at. And then at. what would you want it to be, like, if you could have been something? If I could have picked any job to do in the world? Yeah. Um, well, if you had asked me when I was in, you know, elementary school, I would have followed in your footsteps to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't recruited by professional teams like you were, but yeah. I would have wanted to pursue that. Um, I was not, by the way. Yeah. Well, I thought you said you were. No, I never yeah, said you that. You said you were recruited. Never I thought said that. By a professional team. Never said I that. I also heard that you wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Is that correct? I did. That you yeah. still do. You still want to be I, a Navy There's still that part of me yeah. that wishes that would be I don't be know if they make helmets that big. Like, if you were to go, if you were to go. Special design. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know that they would do that. I think there's strict parameters there. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. To each his own. Yeah. So yeah. what about you? What did you want to do? I what? wanted to be, if I could have picked a job, it would have been a baseball player. Yeah, I would have wanted to be a baseball Even player. Even as an adult, that's what you think. Like, realistically? Yeah. No, realistically, no. Well, I you wouldn't. said realistically. You said no, no, no. I said if I could have picked up any any job. Like, imaginary. Like, a witch. Imaginary. Imaginary. What would, you, baseball what would your imagine, imaginary job be? A baseball like, player. Like, I'd want to ride a unicorn and pick up, like... You know, okay. I wanted I wanted to be a baseball player. Okay. Well, you were yeah. recruited. You were heavily recruited. No, I was not. But then, realistically, I think that had I not me, been a pastor, and see, I, I had, you listen, had you, I been born in the U.S. <laughs> and I had not been a pastor, I would have probably been a police officer, or I would have joined the army or the military, okay. whichever. I don't know. Um, I thought you told me the only reason you didn't make professional baseball was because you had the, you couldn't devote all of your time to baseball like your other friends were. That's not what I said. So I think that's what you said. You nope. said, like, hey, if I could have devoted all my time nope. to just baseball. Nope. I said, when you and I, if you're referring to what I'm referring to, to what I'm thinking you're referring, <laughs> I said to you. Got nervous. You no, said, I'm not nervous. What I said to you. What, what, out, you're like, oh, no. go ahead. Yeah. What I said to you was, I wanted to be a professional baseball player, but yes. I realized that I had to devote myself more time to be able to get to that point. But the the natural abilities and talents were there. No, I because mean because if it was just a matter of you're having to devote all of your time, so I just said. I that. mean, you I had to devote all. If your... you would have asked me then, I would have said yeah. Okay. Now I probably say no. When you say then, how old were you? Fifteen. That's. That was I mean, that's when people were getting recruited for the major leagues out of the. I was a. I grew up in a wow. country where baseball is. Wow. The sport. Why that shocks you? I play baseball. I love baseball. That's it's your life. So it was my life. I mean, at one point, you even said... It was my life. Baseball is my life. Yeah. When was the last time you said that phrase? Baseball is my life? Yeah. Like, when was the last time? If you had to think back, when would be the last, last time you year. said... Last year. 
Last year? Yeah, I said baseball is my hey, life. We have a question we want to ask every single week as we close and wrap up. Because I think that's a great yeah. point to wrap up yeah. with. Uh, it's baseball your what's life. The question, what's the question, <laughs> Pastor Eric Gill, that we ask every Listen, we're, we're so glad that you're tuning in and listening. Pastor Bruce is feeling good today. We'll check back next week but after very the Bills nervous, lose. Apparently. I'm very um, nervous. No, I'm not nervous, but we'll check next week after we see what happens with the Bills and how he's on his smooth. It's very you know. important. Anyways, guys, uh, like every week, we, a- we end with a question. What is your life beyond the pew? We hope it's honoring to the Lord. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>